0: Hi, my name is Dan Rielli and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week I will talk to one researcher about one project who'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives.
1: Dan's guest this week is Case Muliker, a curator at the Rotterdam Nature Museum in the Netherlands.
0: So we're sitting here in some theater. What's the name of this theater? Sanders Theater. The Sanders Theater at Harvard with uh, Kes Mulliker, And you are Dutch by your accent.
1: I'm a Dutchman, that's right.
0: You're a Dutchman. And uh, you are a very famous guy in this uh, theater because you won uh, the Ig Nobel Award Prize for some very cool research. What, what was this?
1: I won the Ig Nobel Prize in the field of biology in 2003 for my report on the first case of homosexual necrophilia in the mallard duck
0: okay homosexual necrophilia what, what's what's necrophilia
1: that's having sex with
0: a dead body okay and uh, homosexual means that the same sex same sex dead duck S- sexual intercourse yeah so w- now now with both ducks dead that's
1: very hard it's very hard to have sex when both of the partners are dead That would be that would be an interesting paper.
0: Well, you could imagine they start alive and then at some point they die. And
1: no, this was this was um, the story is 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 quite short. They were chasing each other, which is quite normal in ducks. Ducks uh, rape for oh, so
0: ducks, male ducks uh, rape other male ducks.
1: Well, basically, it's in, in heterosexual pairs. There is a lot of raping as part of their reproductive strategy and apparently also when there are homos- when homosexual behavior is taking place it it continues and so these mallards were chasing each other
0: wait wait so how so so they usually rape in heterosexual yeah that's right. relationship but sometimes what they get confused or why why do they rape homosexual relationship
1: yeah uh, we don't know we don't know we don't know
0: okay how how frequent is it how frequent is the uh, homosexual rape compared to the heterosexual rape in the duck
1: well, homosexual behavior in ducks is as common as it is in humans. So, uh, one in ten, one in twenty. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this this behavior is quite common, but the necrophilia side of it is,
0: was rare, and it was never. Well, before, before before we, it, we move to necrophilia, yeah. in, on on the on the homosexual duck relationship, are, are are they finding other ducks that want this, or is it, or is it just rape?
1: Uh, it's, it's probably just rape.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's not as if they find somebody who another duck who is interested in this.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so.
0: Okay, so we we are one up on them in that regard. Ah that's right. That's right. Okay, so now let's move to the to the dead part.
1: Well they were chasing each other and one flew into the window of the museum I work. It's like a mirror. So I I heard this bang against the window and I, I went down to see what it was and I noticed this dead duck laying on its belly.
0: And you knew immediately, that's my lucky day,
1: that the day would bring me to fame. No, it wouldn't, I didn't know, because it's, it's, it was very usual that birds flew into that window. And, and you haven't done anything in the window to, to fix that problem? Yeah, we did, but it that doesn't work. It's, it's just too big and too shiny. It okay. Doesn't work. So, but then I saw the dead duck, but there was a live duck next to it, and immediately the live duck started to copulate with the dead duck. And then I said, "Hey, this is my lucky day because this is necrophilia, and it's was new How, how did you know they were both males? It's easy to see on the plumage. Okay, yeah, you can tell. <clears throat> I'm an ornithologist, so I know what it, when they're. Okay,
0: so you see the the, the live duck having oh, cool. sex with the the dead duck, and you say it's my lucky day. That's the first thought will probably come to everybody's mind. And then what?
1: No, it, it, I, I took my camera, and my notebook, and my pencil, and I <laughs> I started to do what I was trained. Observe and make notes. Yeah, and it took it took um, it took a long time. This 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 behavior went on and on till I had seen enough. After seventy five minutes, I
0: seventy five minutes. What a stamina!
1: <laughs> that's that's long. Normally, it's within a minute.
0: Really? So this was not just a a hetero a homosexual necrophiliac duck. It was also a necrophilic homosexual necrophiliac duck with some. Particularly impressive stamina, like a, a professional athlete.
1: Well, I think it's a matter of getting no response and no feedback, mm. and just went on.
0: Okay, so you, so you think that the no response actually makes it longer and longer? That's right. Okay, so seventy-five minutes passed. You took all your notes, you took all your pictures, and then you do what? Well, first, I of course I uh,
1: secured the dead duck because I'm a curator in a natural history museum, so I wanted to have the dead duck for our collection. Is, is this a very famous duck now? It's a famous duck now, yeah. This is the um, the first ever recorded victim of homosexual necrophilia. And yeah. There's only one.
0: And what about the live one? Do you have them? As him, no, him? He, he reluctantly left. I see. W- didn't you want to keep him around just to study I, him? I, w- I wanted to uh, get
1: some uh, information from his... I wanted to establish the um, if there was any familiar, f- family relationship between the two, mm-hmm. could be a father and a son or a grandfather and a yeah, yeah. son. So, but we um, well, it was before the time of DNA analysis in birds. So we, I simply forgot to take um, semen samples and blood samples. So uh, it's uh, what a shame. What a shame.
0: Now, now this study became very, very famous. You got a lot of press. Why? Why do you think, in particular, this study seem to touch such an important nerve with society?
1: Well, because necrophilia is a taboo, uh, but because there are ducks involved, it opens doors, and everybody wants to hear this story, and it's it's. It's not dangerous because there no, there's no humans involved.
0: Okay, so you're saying we all want to talk about necrophilia, but we're not allowed to, but the moment it's about ducks, it's all of a sudden okay. So we're saying ducks, but we're thinking humans. Uh,
1: maybe, <clears throat> yeah.
0: And and what about uh, homosexuality? Do you think that's also a part of that?
1: Well, it's that's w- that's kind of widely accepted now that there is homosexual behavior in all kinds of animals, ranging from elephants to, uh, to um, insects so that's that's not the um, <coughs>
0: that's not a real um, debacle okay but but so for example do you do you feel that you would have gotten the same excitement if it was a heterosexual necrophiliate duck it gave a special flavor flavor to the behavior that's right the fact that it was a homosexual yeah. duck yeah. yeah yeah well um i so this is kind of an interesting research because you didn't plan on it, it just kind of happened
1: well it, w- it wasn't really research it was was just. I was there at the right moment, at the right time, and I knew what what was going on, so I could report on it.
0: That's that's wonderful. The kind of strange things happen, and you were just there at the right time, and thinking about uh, reporting it. That's just I'm I'm hoping something this exciting will happen to me one day.
1: Oh, well, keep your eyes open and look for shiny windows.
0: (laughs) I will. Thank you very much. You're
1: welcome. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com.